Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. I do want to talk about Kane's penalty kick. Yep. Because I, okay, well, we went to the World Cup game together. And right. sh- shout out to at, the village. At a bar. At a, well, yes. I mean, <laughs> yes, exactly. But I knew he was going to miss the kick. I knew it. And I didn't want to say it out loud because then I would feel like I'm jinxing it. But I knew he was going to miss the kick because he had psyched himself out before he even like took a swipe at the ball. You feel like you could see that happen based on just what you could see on TV. You watched him psych himself out. Yes. Well, like, okay. So in the very first penalty kick, um, he set the ball up, they blew the whistle, and then he went up and touched the ball again. Mm-hmm. And I truly feel like that was him being indecisive and having to reset his breath and reset his brain. I don't think it was a play at psyching the goalie out or doing anything. I, I think that the nerves were at an all-time high for him. Yep. He executed that one. The second kick, I think he psyched himself out because when you're in, it's it's as much of a mental game as it is a physical game at that point because mm-hmm. it's just you and the goalie. And I think he couldn't decide if he was going to go same spot as the first goal yeah. or if he was going to switch it up. And then he was wondering, is the goalie going to think I'm going to go to the same spot or switch right. it up? And we should note that in the first penalty kick, for anyone who didn't watch the World Cup uh, England versus France match, in that first penalty kick, the goalie went the other way. Yes, like he, he actually psyched, the, he faked the goalie out. Yeah. So like that's an added layer, right? He's like, oh, I got him so good last time. What am I going to do this time? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so like he really chess moved himself off the board because by the time he made a decision he actually hadn't made a decision and it was almost like as he was stepping up to the ball to take that second penalty kick yeah. he changed his mind he was unsure and that's why he just launched it over the goal like i really think he did it to himself oh god it's just you know i i yeah i feel sorry for him and you're like don't feel sorry for him it's his fucking job but like it is his fucking job it is his fucking job but it's all of the pressure of your entire fucking team and your entire country and fans around the world to save the entire game by just being the only person who can score goals because of penalties like i just feel sick i feel like so like oh it's too crazy it's too much for one person but of course he signed up for it so is there anything that comes to mind for yourself that was a high pressure situation where you either (laughs) did or did not deliver and it was like all on your shoulders like that oh you know what we all have like a hundred moments like that in life like i can't think of anything specific right now but like i can think of a couple of like weirdly life or death situations where i felt like under major fucking pressure to do something that moment and make a choice and yeah whatever way it goes it's it's that moment of pressure yeah is you'll be in therapy for the rest of your life for that shit he will be it'll haunt him (laughs) you know yeah i i I tweeted about it but i truly believe it because i've had it happen to me there will be a moment where he's eating a croissant or something and it will just bubble up in his brain and he will let out the loudest fuck you have ever heard in your life (laughs) and it'll be out of nowhere it will Uh, make no context but it could not be kept in his throat and his body had to get it out he'll just be remembering it yeah yeah truly and uh, i'm sorry if i hurt anyone's ears with that fuck i tried to lean away from the mic but it's i i know that feeling and because you you found yourself doing that in your fucking apartment or whatever man i will never oh a yelling a fuck yeah oh my god so many times especially over sports stuff you know remembering things from your sports i remember clearly a penalty shot the guy's nickname was sharpie his last name was sharp an amazing winger amazing long lean arms so you could really float the puck to him and his reach was so much longer than a defender's did you say he was a winger? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so like you could really like throw it down the rink to him and his long reach would outreach a defender and then he would speed by him. Just a dynamite player. And he had one move and he would either go to your blocker side or your glove side, but he would put his stick around the puck. He would circle the puck, fake one way, and then put it the other way and roof it to the top corner. And he was either going to go blocker side or glove side. And he always did it. And I remember we were tied three to three and he had a penalty shot on me because he got hooked from behind. And I was like, I think he's going to go blocker. And I was like, fuck it. It's a 50-50 shot. I'm just going to commit to blocker. He did it. He went blocker side. It hit my blocker and hit the bottom of the crossbar and dropped right over the line to win 4-3. Oh. I guessed right and I lost. 
And you yell fuck about and that. I still yell at fuck about two it. in the morning eating like popcorn at your house. One million percent I do. <laughs> one million percent I do. Because it's one thing to guess wrong mm-hmm. and be like, damn it, what are you going to do? But it's another thing to be correct and still fucking miss. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a good place for us to uh, say what's up. Shit's real. What yeah. up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Good. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Culture. Cooking. Calling shit out. And missed calls. Missed calls. And a bunch of other shit in this episode. But yeah. Yeah, fuck. I remember you talking about the World Cup, and I was, <laughs> I, I think it was like, what would you do if you were a ref in the World Cup? Because they went to the... Um, they went. They had to check it on the screen oh, yeah, to see if yeah. it was a penalty or not. He had to leave the field. Yeah, and I, I mean, and everyone has been calling that referee from that particular match like fucking heinous, and you know, he whatever, and unhinged. I think I read was one tweet about the unhinged referee. But I was like, man, if I were a referee, I would just be running around screaming, "What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> and then throwing off every time, every time someone gets hurt, because like. Oh, man, there was one, and it wasn't even that bad, but, like, one of the players, I can't even remember who it was, I think it was on England's side, went down with, like, a weirdly twisted knee, and I was just like, nope, 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 and I turned to the wall, and I was like, just tell me when it's over, tell me when it's over, and you're like, it's, he's fine, he's like, he's, get, you know, he's, he, and I was like, I can't, even with sports injuries, I can't, I remember that fucking... Moises Alou broken ankle. Oh my god! Which oh my god! Is behind, before a lot of people's time. I think probably listening to this because it was legitimately like in the nineties. But when he broke his ankle sliding into second base, um, his foot hit the bag and his leg kept going. Yes. And I remember, and it was just like a TV at that point. There wasn't even any fucking internet as far as I remember, but it just was replayed everywhere all the time for I don't know a, a year. And I was just like, <laughs> every time I, was, I can't. I cannot. So I love it too because as uh, referee, I can't. Your your job is just to call the fair, correct game, but right. you can't handle. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> can't look at it, and I also and I don't know the rules, so I would be a terrible. I'm like offside. Interesting. What is? <laughs> ooh, the corner. Cool. That looks fun. <laughs> and I've been watching soccer for a while. Like I love soccer. I've always watched the World Cup, and you know we went to a game in fucking. Um, London. London this year. Like, Tottenham. Yeah, fucking Tottenham Hotspurs. Like, saw yeah. it for, you know, in person. Love it. Also, just I'm constantly a little bewildered. Yeah. But it's because I don't care enough to, like, really learn. Well, that was also, that's who Harry Kane plays for. Yeah. Is Tottenham. So, so we, we got to him. see him live, and he got a great assist. Yeah. Ugh. Got to see him before the darkest day of his life. Sorry, Truly. Harry. Um, can we talk about, for a second, the guy who watched that particular missed penalty kick at the bar that we were at, shout out Village Idiot. And um, Is this what you put on your Instagram? story yes fucking go off mary jane <laughs> so we were standing we were like crammed into this bar so lucky to have been let in the side by uh the fucking general manager who's a friend and uh like just found a little spot to stand and so we would really like had some pretty good real estate because there was nothing between us and the tv we were watching in this very very back corner but when that penalty came up this guy got up from his seat and then positioned himself in front of us to watch which is fine but then he put his arms up Behind, so his hands were clasped behind his head with his elbows out as far as he could make them. And this was like a stress position for him. Like he was bracing for impact. He was very concerned about this, how, how this was going to go. And um, but he was right in front of me. And I was like, if I were like a moderately aggressive dude, I would punch you in the back of the fucking head right now. Yeah. Also, you're an only child. <laughs> like this guy does not have a younger brother or older brother or any you sibling. because of the self-awareness or someone to put you in your place during oh that God. time? You would never stand in front of someone who is watching the same thing that you're watching and directly it's not just by being tall or and like you put your arms up in a weird move and have no awareness i don't think he was being a dick i mean he was obviously being a dick but he was not intentionally trying to block our view yes oh my god dude and i didn't say anything to him because I don't know. I wasn't as Well, you pulled out your phone and instead took a secret a, video no, of him and put it on. I wasn't taking a video of him. I was taking a video of the penalty kick and then he moved into frame oh, and stood whoa. in front of me. And I was like, wow, this is wild. So I'm just going to record the whole thing. He didn't put his arms down until the, well, the kick was missed. Whatever. It was fu- I just was like truly fucking like I marvel at the security that you physically have to take up that amount of space when there's someone directly behind you who's looking at the same thing. Yeah. What the fuck? That kind of lack of self-awareness, I think, is um, why I wouldn't mind if the human race went extinct. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, surrender cobra. I don't know what oh, that means. Oh, yeah, that's the move. Like oh. you have that cobra move right here. Like okay. you know what I mean? Hands behind the head. That's the that's the surrender cobra. Yeah, thank you, Mark. I um yeah, the, those are the reasons when I'm like ah, you know, if if it's been a good run for humanity, like it's it's because like we don't all have the self awareness gene, and right. it, and you weren't taught it at an early age, and you're certainly not going to change now. So I guess, maybe yeah. we shouldn't be around. Maybe you shouldn't. Like it's just it's so. You know, you said something about a group of people that we were hanging out with recently. You were like, they're all such reasonable people. And I was like, they are. They don't have any needs that they can't meet themselves. And they're hyper aware of everything and everyone around them. So they just feel like fully self-contained, self self-actualized human units just moving around the earth. And it's just so nice mm -hmm. when people are like that. And to have this guy, he was like, it's so unreasonable. Like, what... His also his legs happening. his legs were like the width of two horses. Yeah. Like he took up all the space in the world not only with his anxiousness but with his physical presence. And I can't imagine moving into that position without at the very least just glancing behind you to be like I am in a packed bar. It's not like you were standing alone in a field. Yeah, I, that also <laughs> that'd you know? be very funny. <laughs> I don't um, object to that. Like if you were a superhero and you just opened a portal and threw him into a field, that yeah, would be the shit. Yeah, you can stand like that over there, buddy, but not here in front of me. Thank Funny you. Funny enough, he'd be, he's the kind of referee you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the guy who can't handle Fuck it. out of here. <laughs> also, I don't, I, I understand that kind of anxiety when you're watching your team, but I also don't trust that kind of person as a friend of mine. I think you can be nervous and oh, you can yeah. be gung-ho, mm -hmm. but what you're showing me in your physical body is that you cannot handle pressure. Even when the pressure is actually not on you, you are just unable to handle the idea of pressure. Yeah. I can't fuck with that kind of person, man. Yeah. I don't trust you in a situation where I might need to rely on you. Yeah, you need to put a lid on it and just calm, calm it down. Everybody needs to be chill and cool and take up your own space and be proud of that but you know i think that's funny because it ties into our news story this week with yeah. Brittany griner oh yeah because as soon as um it was announced that she was being released yeah this really funny guy on twitter his name is noah something tweeted and goes oh just my luck Brittany griner's sitting in front of me at the movie theater <laughs> and i thought that was like a very like cute tongue-in-cheek way of being like welcome home yeah, yeah that's fucking nice well let's get into the news let's shout out to the weed we're smoking this 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 holiday week too. well i have a really bad ear infection and i'm deaf in my left ear so Ugh. what are you smoking this I'm week sorry Mary about Jane? that Mike I hope you get that looked at real soon I'm not going to I heard it can become meningitis and then I can finally oh that would be fun yeah yeah let's do that for a while and have get you have meningitis attention. you know I was just thinking like maybe you could just go home and like put your plunger on it and do like a you know what is it how do you do the sound no the other one the pop there you go <laughs> that's what you need to happen yeah yeah I need that yeah can I plunge the bacteria out of it well I got it when we were um we were in the Virgin Islands. Snorkeling. And I, I'd never snorkeled before, yeah. and I'm hooked. Yeah. I'm hooked. But also, uh, my ears are so big, and they stick out so far that they really scooped up a lot of water. <laughs> you think it's size-related? <laughs> I do. I think I'm, I'm kind of known for my wide ear holes. Oh, cool. And uh, the ocean saw a fucking hole and took advantage you of it. You just brought some of that BVI home with you, I huh? sure did. It's sloshing around in my fucking spinal cord. Wow. Yeah, it's underneath my uh, skull case right now. Oh, wow. So, I don't know what to do about it, but it's not healing. It's I getting worse. I think my answer for you would be go to the doctor. Um, what are they going to do? going to leave that there <laughs> for that, for you. Okay. <laughs> um, we're smoking a Golden State, or I'm smoking a Golden State right now. Um, shout out a Golden State. Give them a follow on Instagram. They're at a Golden State. And this is their first um, GMO cross strain. It's called Garlic Blossom. It's a back cross of uh, gelato and um, GMO. Oh, I don't even know how to read oh, that. Oh, it X1, smells 10. so good. It's really nice. It's like nutty and I don't know, lemony and it's delicious. And it's their uh, holiday hybrid. I don't know when they dropped this, but it, it was um, provided in a lovely gift box with some other stains too. So yeah, it's a holiday drop. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Nishant. Yes. Shout Nishant, out to Simone. Good, good folks. Good, good cool weed. Stuff. They're working on weed policy behind the scenes too. Their uh, company is um, carbon neutral. Like they do everything they can to reduce their carbon footprint. The weed is grown using water from snowmelt on Mount Shasta. It's all very like nice and copacetic and the weed's great. Mm -hmm. I love any 
type of flower where you're using the earth to create more good earth. Yeah. And that's what a golden state is. It's like, yo, let's just use a mountain. Like, yeah. why am I going to go get some Dasani when I have a <laughs> mountain right there? Like, what are we talking about? And this wasn't even an ad. We just like you guys. So shout out, guys. Yeah, true that. State. Well, do you want to do an ad? Oh, yeah. Let's do an actual okay. ad. Let's do an ad. Okay. Shout out Sumo Snacks. What's up, Sumo? Thanks for um, supporting us all year. It's been so cool to rock with them. Go to fun events. Meet some of the cool people behind the brand. Eat their fucking delicious line of all the flavors. They just came out with a churro flavor for the holidays. Oh, what word? Yeah, it's so good. And they've got um, the collab with Snoop Dogg, which you can see if you're looking at our YouTube, you can see all of their beautiful packaging right behind us. Yeah. So, you know, if you mess with Snoop Dogg. Eat Snazzleos. Eat Snazzleos. <laughs> I just love that like somebody who wants to like um, support our podcast is also fucked with by Snoop Dogg. Like I can't think of a better way to like like do an advertisement for something than to say like thank you for supporting us sumo also yo if snoop dogg fucks with you and you two have a collab together what are we talking about they're just into what's cool they're supporting all sorts of like comedy and stuff next year i know they're just like around and doing cool stuff so it does feel very cool to have that like you know highbrow and you know middlebrow what are we unibrow unibrow monobrow Brow. Or unibrow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So go to sumosnacks.com, get a free sample. It's unmedicated, but who doesn't want some fucking free, delicious chips? And then you can pick up the medicated uh, version at any dispensary in California. I think they're statewide right now. Yeah. Or go to Mary Jane's place and she's got a couple bags in her pantry. Yeah. Come on over. Mm -hmm. I'm between and on Meow Street. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) Yeah. Let's do our news. Um, It's such a big news story. It is. Brittany Griner is uh, home. Home. I am. Well, I, how do you want to approach it? Do you want to talk about our personal opinions or do you want to talk about the facts first? Because I am like so over the fucking moon about this finally happening. But also there's like so much to get into about politics and policy and like the two sides arguing about something that sh- I don't think should be argued about. Yeah, I don't want to get into that at all. You don't? No, I don't care about that at all. It's like politicians being politicians and each side saying a thing that the other side disagrees with. And one side is right, depending on who you believe in, you know, yeah. like obviously it's an incredible thing that she was brought home and anyone who's saying that it's not or that someone else should have come home first needs to really look up at look at the whole story and understand why she was the one to come home now and just be fucking happy about it. Um, you know? I, I've seen... Or maybe you want to get into it. I'm sorry. That was a bit of a me talking for a while. Ramble. Well, we'll keep going. I mean, it was over 200 days. It was yeah. over 200... I think even over 250 days. Yeah. And so to come home with the holidays, see her wife, um, I've been very hard on Joe Biden, I think, his entire term. And um, you have gone to bat for him. And I'm like, fuck that old dude. He <laughs> looks like he has marzipan pulled over his skull. I do not trust him. I don't like him. Yeah. And I've got to go back on all of it. It took time. He did it his way. But I do think he is doing some really great things right now that um, I, I have to at least step back from my like, what about this? What about that? And just say, like, I'm so glad that she's home. Yeah. And I'm so glad that he is making changes in the weed world. And I mean, he still has marzipan skin. But, you know, as long as he's got it, he's using it. I think, <laughs> I I would just say, I don't know if I have gone to bat for him, but I've just p- pr- tried to provide a little context for some of the stuff that is going on. Like the weed stuff, everyone's like, he didn't fucking do enough. No, he didn't do enough. And he's, yes, the architect of all of those harmful policies that the fucking drug war was like in- enacting for the last fucking 40 years all true also the first sitting u.s president to actually do anything significant about weed reform so i don't know you know i wrote a whole piece about it about like let's admit that this is a good thing let's just say that this is a good thing let's say it's a good thing that biden brought Brittany griner home and yes we need to get the other prisoners in russia home and we also need to let everyone in america who's serving time for weed out but this is if you do pull back that little bit, you can just say it's a great thing. And then, weirdly, there are people saying it's not a good thing and that she should have stayed over there and continued to fucking be imprisoned in a penal colony. And that, to me, I, like, I don't even know who these people are, where they're coming from, but what the fuck? Well, the penal colony part terrifies me. I can't even put myself in her sh- shoes, nor should I try to, I don't think, to even try to understand like what that was like. The argument that I'm hearing a lot that I'm really struggling with is the reap what you sow argument. Yeah. The idea of like, well, you brought that stuff over. Fuck to around a f- and find fuck out. Fuck around and find out. And I, I struggle with that because I, I understand what they're saying. And it's hard for me to have a defense against that part of it. 
And um and I and I and, and I wish I did because I don't like the idea of fuck around and find out. I don't like the idea of like, well, those are the consequences because I guarantee most of those people who are making that argument have also fucked around and gotten away with shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so <laughs> and so it's like, mm, you're being a bit of a hypocrite. I just can't prove it. Yeah, exactly. Or or you can prove it if you had the fucking energy to just go and dig something up. Like, you know, fucking Trump was like, why didn't they get Paul Whelan out? Paul Whelan was in prison when you were president. My orange friend. Is that right? Mango Mussolini. Ah, you fuck. You sherbert you bitch. diapered, shoe-lift wearing, fucking Adderall sniffing bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Noel Kassler, <laughs> who was one of our uh, guests last year in 2021 who worked for uh, Trump for several years and had some fucking awesome inside stories. So go listen to that app uh, just in the you know sidebar. I didn't know, but it makes perfect sense. I just didn't put two and two together that... Um, Paul was under like during the Trump administration during the the Trump administration. So for Trump to come out and be, you know, oh, it's a fucking travesty that Brittany Griner came home before Paul Whelan. Dude, you did nothing about what are you talking? Just shush. Um, But Uh, yeah. And then there were people. Can we talk about that Instagram thread for a second that you had going? Yeah, I had that pulled up. That would be, you know. So for for. um. I, I, the other thing, and I'm sure so many people already have read this on Twitter or whatever, but the idea was how can we trade a – this is what I'm reading, not what I'm saying. Okay. Um, how can we trade a WNBA basketball player for the merchant of death, a fucking arms dealer? Mm-hmm. Like that's not a fair trade. We're putting danger back into the world for what? For somebody who can dunk? Give me a break. Like that's what everyone was saying is like this is a bad trade for America. And then this person came out, um, Amon M, um, at Amon M and said, I've been thinking a lot this week. Actually, let me give them a little more credit. Um, they're on MSNBC. Um, I've been thinking a lot this week about the Brittany Griner exchange and trying to understand why some people are disappointed in the swap, saying it's not a fair trade and somehow we lost because we gave up a ruthless arms deal and dealer for a black American female athlete. Russia wanted a ruthless killer. We wanted someone who made a mistake either intentionally or accidentally. In other words, we valued the life and freedom of a black athlete. Russia valued a man who traffics death. This doesn't make us weak. It makes us strong. Think about what Griner's release represents to Americans and what uh, Bouts, who is the merchant of death, what they represent to Russia. This is There's something profoundly strong in setting an example by saying, we believe every American, whether they make mistakes or not, has incredible value and deserves our support when they're unjustly held. Russia values killers. We value basketball players. In other words, your importance and your value to our government are not derived simply by how you function and play for the U.S. government. Russia wanted their release because he represents served. He represented and served a strategic interest in their country. We want a grinder to be released, even though it does not serve any strategic objective to the U.S. Wow. Fucking well said. Beautifully said. Yeah. Beautifully, beautifully rethought and then articulated, right? Like, no, flip it on its head. It's, Yeah. Look at what we value. I love that. That's a great fucking take. And th- thank you for sharing that because it is really hard to articulate. I find myself just like kind of wordless with rage because I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I-, I-, I don't even know where to start with how fucking crazy it is that you're you're saying anything about her it- other than thank God she's home. Now let's get to work on all the rest. Yes. That for me is the only take. So yeah. that's thank you for that gives me a, a good argument the next time I'm scroll in one of the apps and see someone fucking spouting off nonsense i would almost love some kind of like time between a big choice being made like her release Mm -hmm. and um anyone allowed to say anything online like there needs to be some kind of breath of time yeah like it were but but what about is illegal like it's an illegal thing to say but what about right you're not allowed to until you take three days yeah. And you simmer the fuck down, and then you can come out with a well-thought-out thread. But as soon as her <laughs> release happens, you're not allowed to tweet some fucking, but what about Paul? But what about Merchant of Death? But what about any of that? Nope. 
three days illegal. It's like a reverse purge where you have to purge yourself before you're allowed to go online. I fucking love that. I would love if you had to like read the measured, you know, Associated Press or fucking Reuters or whatever article about it. And as you read it, it does a retinal scan. <laughs> and then that retinal scan logs the date and time. And then the, you're not allowed to log into any of your social media apps or maybe even into your email. Who the fuck knows? For yeah, I think three days is reasonable. Three days, two hours. Yes. Yeah, and then you can scan your retinas, and then you can say whatever you want. If yep. You want to be a racist fuck? Absolutely. Or whatever the fuck it is you're saying, you dumb. Yeah. Yeah, you're allowed to have freedom of speech, but not for three days. <laughs> That's my pitch. Cool. On either side. Cool. Be yeah, I like that. Um, because my other point, and I tried it as a stand-up bit, and um, it went fine. But okay. you know, who cares? Was Are the all idea? Are your stand-up bits just good ideas? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. Uh, yeah. Um I'm what is known as a clever comedian. Great. Yeah. Everyone everyone doesn't laugh out loud but they nod mm -hmm. in and then appreciation. They write it down. <laughs> Note to self. Yeah, I sold out a theater. How was it? Uh, we made a lot of points. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I feel informed. <laughs> I'm sorry, I stopped you. I'm sponsored by the New York Times crossword puzzle. Yep. And uh, Webster's Dictionary. Great. Come see a show. Mm -hmm. And um, but my thought was like, I mean, the Merchant of Death is also like he's not the Merchant of Death anymore. That dude has been in jail for 14 years, so give me a break. He doesn't even know. I disagree. He doesn't even know nope. what's out there. I feel he's the same fucking guy. Always, he's Merchant of Death. They gave him that like oddly cool nickname whenever it was, and it's just like Hulk, Hulk Hogan or whatever. Like You're just that guy. You're just a much worse version of whatever that is. Like Oh, you think he's you know. jumping back in two feet? I think the fact that force? Victor Boot is now like fat and old doesn't mean that he's not going to go back to being terrible immediately. Oh, I was hoping he would just like retire. <laughs> oh, you kick think his he's going to like up. go eat pasta in the fucking yeah. Sicilian seaside or yeah, something? Yeah, until Putin flies in. He's like, we need you for one last gig or oh, like I whatever I think he's going to go back and be, you know, doing his whole thing. That's, you do? Yeah, that's what they do. Well, then we can snipe him with a drone like we do everyone else. <laughs> okay. Like now we can kill him from afar like right. we do all the time. That's right. We couldn't kill him when he was in federal lockup. Exactly. Was, now we can just snipe that bitch. We can nail him. Uh-huh. All right. Um and I hope Brittany no, I don't want to say anymore. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh that's but that's our new story. And I am so glad that Brittany Griner is released. And yeah. I know you are as well. Fucking welcome home. And truly, I mean, what a amazing dream guest Brittany would be someday. Maybe we can have her on this podcast. I would love to. It would be a fucking yeah. Yes, please. That would be a goal. Goal. <laughs> Do we have any more World Cup stuff to talk about? Or are we moving on to our Next segment. Let's move on to our next segment. Okay. Because um, we don't know who won the World Cup yet. So I'll have more to say once we see right. if Argentina ends up winning. Yep. Maybe Argentina versus France. I hope Maybe. so. Maybe that'll be the matchup. We'll I see. I really hope so. When England lost to France, I had been making fun of France the whole game and their red leg coverings and their dumb red legs. And then the second France won, I was like, well, I guess I'm voting for their voting. I'm rooting for them now. <laughs> Such so. a sport fan. I'm, you know, listen, I'm the <laughs> easiest, easiest, most available fan. I will vote for you for a fucking pretzel. I don't care. Vote. Root. I don't even know. <laughs> vote for, root for, watch the game with. I don't care. I don't care at all. I just, I'm there for the snacks. Okay. Are we talking about White Lotus? Sure. Um, I haven't watched it. It is the greatest fucking theme song of all time. I did watch the first episode of season two, and then I've read the recaps of all the rest because I'm a lazy fucking bitch. Um, so I do know what happened. I think I that's a great it. way to watch TV is to read it. <laughs> that's awesome, Mary Jane. I just, I couldn't stand being left out, and I just didn't feel like watching it because it just kind of like... It stressed and bummed me out in a funny way that the season one did not. I loved season one and waited like every week so much. I was so excited to watch it. And this season, I don't know what it was. I was just like, hmm. I know what it was for out. me. I didn't enjoy the season either. Okay. Um, I actually took a, I will make fun of you for only reading the recaps, but I did for um, three episodes towards the second half because okay. I didn't want to spend an hour, 10 minutes right. watching people who don't want to be there lie and treat each other like shit and be miserable like that wasn't entertaining to me and i wasn't <laughs> watching it with people who had i been watching it with people who find that to be a comedy like because jennifer coolidge yeah i know God. so many people who tweeted about it and they were like this is a very funny season and had i not watched it alone maybe i would have found the humor in I it i think i needed to watch it with someone yeah i wish like i'd been watching it with you because i have such a great time watching tv with you like smoking a joint or whatever watching a show and like 
stopping it to talk about it and doing all that kind of stuff. I've never done that really like before, like breaking TV down. And I think since moving to LA and being more interested in like how it actually fucking works, doing that with you is so fun. Yeah. And it's given me a new appreciation for watching TV, but like- I'm not great at watching TV. Mm. I'm great at watching 10 minutes and stopping it and talking about it with mm -hmm. somebody. Mm -hmm. That's where the most joy in TV. Like when we sit as a family, like my family's coming to visit and I know if we watch a movie, it's silent for two hours oh, yeah, that's how as I... we watch the fucking thing right. and I'm aching to pause it. Remember when we watched that movie with uh, Walt? With Walt and his daughter Maya last Thanksgiving we watched Con Air and weren't thinking got stoned, turned it on, talked through the whole thing and Walt is so nice. He didn't say anything but afterwards I was like I'm pretty sure that wasn't fun for him. Yeah. Because yeah. I was just like yapping with you oh. about like cinematography and base explosions or Bruckheimer explosions or whoever's the yeah we were just we yapped through the whole thing yeah every we, yeah that's how I watch TV you read it and I talk through it we're I... great hangs <laughs> we're great hangs uh, well I'm gonna go and watch White Lotus I think just to see Jennifer Coolidge's performance because she's so legitimately genius on every level as a physical like I've been watching a gif of she does a little run on a boat and everyone's tweeting about it and they're like look at this moment I'm like. Yeah, I should just I need to go watch that. But um Yeah, but the, the yeah. season was not for me. Okay. Um I, I didn't like it because of the um I needed some levity and I needed some I needed one character besides Jennifer Coolidge to be funny yeah. and do anything except be a fucking bitch and a, and a cunt. Honestly, I couldn't stand the assistant. That's why I think I didn't want to watch episode two was mm -hmm. because I she was so exhausting. Yeah, nobody liked her. Yeah, which is why I liked her the most. She's actually. the best. At her job. I loved her. I thought she... she nailed exactly what the feeling was supposed to be. Oh, the actor did the best job, but she was, you know, I can't remember her name, Haley something. Yeah, and uh, Portia's her character. Yes, um, but she, you know, it's just that, like, yeah, I can't. I don't want to watch you f f be the way you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Well, and that's why I'm watching CSI because it doesn't require anything of me, including an opinion. When I think for something like White Lotus 2 um, that I really loved about the first season that I didn't love about this season was the first season had me on tender hooks. Tenter or tender? It's tenter, actually. I thought it was as well. Weirdly. Tender hooks. Yeah, you would think it would be tender, but it's tender. About who was going to get killed, who was going to commit the murder, who was angling to do the murder. Mm -hmm. And I really continually forgot about the murder in this season because everybody was playing such like low stake petty games with each other emotionally mm -hmm. that I started to want all of them to die instead of loving any of them enough that I hope they didn't die. Right. And I think in the first season when Armand, the... um He's like the hotel manager. The hotel manager. When he's the one who gets it in the end, I'm so bummed. He did cocaine and ate a fucking dude's asshole. Like, yeah. I am a fan he of a- He pooped in a suitcase. He's shit in a suitcase. Oh. Yo, I don't want him to die. Yeah. I want him to continue to shit in suitcases and eat ass for the rest of his life. What a wildly great depiction of an absolute fucking villain trash piece of per trash person who you really root for and like and feel sorry for. Yeah. And empathize with. Exactly. And I was really missing that from White Lotus season two. Okay. So I think for me, if they're going to do a third season um bring back some suitcase shits bring back some cocaine bring back some like characters that i that are abhorrent mm. and i love they got to be abhorrent yeah rich people that's it rich people not really suffering any consequences for being terrible people yeah exactly yeah. and i want you to shoot it in branson missouri oh or miami florida okay like, i need some trash i need some sandals being carried oh as people are hammered I want some like saltwater taffy. Okay. You know, I want I want one of these rich people to put a penny into a penny crusher and see what it looks like to come out the <laughs> other side. Okay. I was going to say I want them to go somewhere really fucking cold. There's this place in Sweden called the Ice or maybe Norway. Anyway, it's an entire hotel that they make out of ice and it's crazy expensive to stay at. And the beds are like blocks of ice covered in furs. Whoa. And the whole thing is like carved out of ice. And it just sounds crazy cool and i've always wanted to go there and i think it's really expensive so maybe white lotus could be there and everyone's like dressed in fur and like you know it's cool yeah but then you're the not Northern gonna see Lights. hot bods that's why you should watch the second season honestly the dude's bods are yeah. crazy hot okay crazy hot bods all right like this the six packs are eight packs with i did see yeah ethan with gutters. the shirt off is yeah. pretty fucking hot it's crazy Come gutters oh yeah those little lines next year yeah wang <laughs> <laughs> is wang a weird word to say before we move on, do you want to rank um, dick slang? Uh, sure. What's like top, top, 
Like um, top three dick slaying? I say dick. Okay. Um, then cock when you're in like a sexy situation maybe. And then um, wiener to be funny. Okay. That's my top three. So Wang is not in your no, top No, I three. have no idea why I said that. I just got nervous. Because Wang is funnier than wiener. Maybe. Not for me. I should have said wiener. Let's edit this out and go back and then we'll just replace me going wiener. Oh, schlong. Schlong's funny. Schlong's a good one. Schlong's funny. You, you know, when I was in uh, junior high, we used to say tube snake. And I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. That was you know, that was like a grade seven one. That's really good. Yeah. Tube snake is pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Trouser snake. Also. also. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But tube snake's really good. Yeah. So what you got? Um, I think Wang is funnier than Wiener. Okay. I think cock is the hottest thing for somebody to say to somebody else. Yeah. Um, I think dick is so not vanilla at this point. It's just like universal. It's also just like people's name. Right. You know, like yeah. truly. Yeah. So dick is kind of like out of the top three for me. Right. Because it doesn't hold much like gravitas, like some other like unique ones like schlong or trouser snake schlong does. Schlong is funny. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I think like Wang might be my new favorite number one. <laughs> uh, right. Mark is also saying knob. Oh, knob. Knob's Slob all right. on my knob. Yeah, knob Like doesn't... corn on the cob. Knob. Check in with me mm. and do your job. Yep. Lay on the bed. Weed. And give me head Splash. don't have to ask Skirp. don't have to beg uh. juicy is my name oh no 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 we gotta stop <laughs> please sorry i love juicy j jesus christ Mafia. you were really just gonna go if i didn't stop playing right yeah true uh, but i right. liked your ad libs thank you yeah you know splash <laughs> um knob is not a, we can go move on from this but i do just want to say that i don't think knob is evocative to me of a dick it makes me think of a tiny tree knot yeah if someone says you know, that guy is such a knob. I don't think that of that necessarily as like dick related. I just think of it as like a dork. Yeah. You know? Hey, fucking knob. Mm. Not a good accent? No. Nope. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh -huh. I have written down here, broth is for bitches. I broth can't is for bitches. what that was about. Why? Um, Because you made a delicious mm -hmm. carrot and ginger soup. I did. Thank from you. From no recipe. That's right. You wang it. Go on. Wang's a good one. I I wang Wang's it. pretty good. I wang. You think Wang is the past tense of wing? No, as in a a dick name, Wang. We just talked about this. Why are you going back to that? Oh, I thought you did. We say Wang. Yes. Oh. Are you losing your mind? <laughs> oh my God! Is everyone listening to this? I have an ear infection. It's gotten into my brain. Wow. No, I have no. meningitis. Okay. Uh <laughs> you might. I think we need to go to the doctor right after we record this. Um, you made a delicious carrot ginger soup. I did. Um, I if you want to talk about the recipe, then I will get into how broth is for bitches because okay. it is truly spectacular. There was no recipe. I love making soup. The best thing about soup is that you kind of can't fuck it up. You know, even if you put something that's like wrong and not delicious in there, then you can just add to the pot. It's fucking awesome. And I used to love making big batches of soup for myself and just having them on hand. And I got out of the habit. I don't know. I don't cook for myself nearly enough. And this week I was like, I'm going to do it. And I had a whole big bag of carrots and my crisper that I needed to use up. So yeah, it was just like onion, shallot, garlic, ginger, carrots, chicken broth, a um, bunch of seasoning and spices. Tarragon? Lagna. Nope. Um, and then labna yogurt stirred in at the end, like per bowl. Um, but the, no, the spices were cumin, coriander, cayenne. Um, tomato. That's oh, what I'm and I added of. a whole can of uh, yeah, marzano tomatoes as well. San Marzano, whatever there. Anyway, um, and that was my soup, and it was really fucking tasty, and it felt good on my body, and yeah. So thank you. I think the other thing that I loved about your soup was the use of um, a flavored crouton. Instead ah. of a, um, what are the plain crackers you put in New England clam chowder? Um, like saltines. Kind like of, saltines or and oyster oysters. Crackers. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead to use a seasoned crouton as that crunchy cracker those was were, so good. Those were left over from Thanksgiving. I bought some like dried Thanksgiving stuffing croutons. And so I'm just kind of using them on everything. It's like I've used them as breadcrumbs and salads. It's a delicious little hack. So thank you. Yeah. Great yeah. hack. Thanks. Um, and I have been so staunch. About my anti-soup campaign. Right. Friend of the show, Lisa Curry, texts me every winter and says, <laughs> it's soup season, bitch. Fuck you. Yep. Um, and every winter I say, you lunatic, who likes a soup? And I don't <laughs> mess with it. I think broth is for bitches. But I'm starting to realize soup has so many categories. And a creamy, dense soup. Yeah. 
is actually really great. I don't like a thin broth. I don't like anything clear where I can see shit floating I around. I think you were traumatized by matzo ball soup as a kid, honestly. Yeah, it's awful. That's definitely... Matzo ball soup is d- disgusting. Don't you feel like that's where your fucking soup aversion comes from? It's like... Yeah, the first one I had was a big ball of dough that tastes like nothing and a broth that is salt. <laughs> So sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Did you guys like, did your family eat matzo ball soup when you were a kid? They did. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah. So I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and that is uh, and that is probably where my soup aversion comes from. But a cream, a creamed soup or some kind of like cheddar broccoli or a carrot ginger I'm starting to come around on. Um, and so I'm, I'm widening my soup scope. Okay, I'm glad to hear it. But um, broth is still for bitches. Also, sorry, I touched on the matzo ball soup. I don't, I don't know if that was a sensitive topic for you, but like, I do feel like oh no, you Jewish know, food is disgusting. Just mostly. as easily been like a shitty chicken noodle or something, which it was for me definitely. Like it was that gross, weird, overly salty, limp noodled, fucking overcooked carrots, fucking nonsense swimming around in a salt pool, fucking real bad. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever had good chicken noodles. I don't. That's my problem. Is is whether it's chicken noodle or matzo ball, what we're talking about is disgusting soup. It's well, it's it's the broth. You're it's saying the broth. it's disgusting broth. Have you ever had a good wonton soup? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. But why would I do that instead of like a tom ka or a exactly? You know I what I mean? Just, like like a there's creamy... a particular type of soup that you don't want, and it would be the broth kind. Yeah, me and your cat Bobo. Yep, we're the cream team. You're the fucking cream boys. Yeah, Bobo is a fucking crazy cream boy. You know that boy will get up on a table with his 90 million year old hips just to lick out his fucking Caesar dish. Is that right? He did that the other day. I found like, he's so old. He can't walk. Is he like 15, 16? He is not. He's in his 20th year. Okay. Because you can hear his bones rattling before he gets to the door. It's and like, it's like, I, I feel for him. I joke about it. But I also love the guy. So he's, Yeah. And he know. loves you. You're the only person who exists. He's like, why is she still here? It's, <laughs> you know, when you come over, he's like, get out. I But truly, he, it's like if you took a bag of sticks and put him in a burlap sack and then put eyes on it. He is just a crazy bag of weird bones. You know, he fell on my foot the other day, jumping off the stool that he likes to sit on, and he jumped onto my bare foot, and it was like having a king crab drop on him. He was like, <laughs> the sharpness of all of him with the claws and the bones. Crazy. This old, old, old cat got up on my dining room table, no easy feat, just to get the Caesar dressing out of my salad bowl, just to lick it out. So he could smell it as well. Yeah. Right? He can't see and he can't hear, <laughs> but he can smell and he can navigate height to get at, to lick a fucking cream anything. I'm picturing that predator heat vision oh, yeah. where, <laughs> you know what I'm talking <laughs> he about? He could just smell the cream. Mm-hmm. And it's any kind of cream. It's Caesar cream. It's He gets his pill and cream cheese every day. He's on thyroid medication. So he's he loves that. Like ice cream, anything with like some kind of creamy cons- jizz. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he's a cream boy. That's awesome. Do you let him have that seize because of like because right you have to he's I old do. and he's accomplishing a task he's, he's hunting so old although i will say he has a vet appointment uh the day after this comes out i'll i'll update you on it but uh he's going on a special diet and i'm also taking him in to see about like you know his geriatric hips and i think when he's on a limited diet i'm just not going to be able to let him do that anymore he you know you have to like really limit what they have so the diet's effective and so his cream days may be over but we'll see we'll see we'll see Will you please ask the vet and be like, he's kind of a creamer. He's a cream boy. Yeah. He needs the creaminess. Yeah. So can we get... Dr. Ebling will... Yes, I will ask Dr. Ebling if Bobo can continue his cream boy adventures. Please. It's really important. 21st year and beyond. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's going to live forever. Cool. Yeah. Oh, man. That's wild. Well, I... um, Yeah, I'm happy to, in the meantime, whenever I'm over, share my like ramen broth with him or something like that. Yeah. Totally. I love that. Okay, cool. Uh, moving on. Yeah. All right. We've got a few more things to, to yap about. One of them is, um, the, uh, you got mad at Barnes and Noble the other day and I wanted to hear about that because I didn't know exactly what that was about, but you were like steamed. You just texted me Barnes and Noble. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we're going to get into it. Man. Fuck this country, man. I'm so sick of this shit. What happened? I, I, I always warn you, we've known each other long enough now that I always warn you and I always remind you, I like, I get weird over the holidays. I get ornery. I get fucking anxious. 
Um, I don't like buying presents for people. Mm-hmm. One, because I don't want to spend money because the government is making me through some bullshit tradition. I don't like, I don't believe in FOMO and I don't like peer pressure. And so I don't like the idea of like, you have to do this thing. Otherwise you're a bad person. I suppose other people would say, Mike, it's all about making other people feel good. Giving and celebrating is a nice thing. <laughs> People might say. People may say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's the act of giving that makes you feel good. Some would say. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Go on, you're a great gift giver. You know it. But I, and so I went to Barnes and Noble because they have a lot of, they have a good variety um, of things. I I don't want to say books and such. I don't want to say too much because I did get some gifts for some people who listen to this. Um, And I I don't want to tip my hand. Are you talking about fam, me? Fam and you. Mm -hmm. But, there, I looked, and they have a whole section that says highly recommended books. Oh. And it is every weed book you've ever seen. Bong Appetit. Shout out Elise. Elise. Mm-hmm. She just got into the Hall of Fame. Did yeah. you see that for edibles? Yeah. In the Northeast Leaf magazine, Danny Danko wrote about his Hall of Fame. He's starting a Hall of Fame for edibles in the first 10. Elise was one of them. It was fucking, yeah. It's awesome. Oh, gee shit. And so I'm not going to name the other books because I don't know who they are and I only care about Elise. Elise uh, McDonough. Everyone follow her on uh, Instagram. I think she's at Elise McDonough. Yeah. and But the fucking idea that this chain store in the middle of the Grove, which is one of the like wealthy, fancy malls mm-hmm. where they will they would rather shoot a homeless person in the head than take care of the homelessness problem. Like they, it's just like, we got to we got to make everything look pretty. So people spend a shitload of money. And in the middle of that place, there's something that says highly recommended in a fucking chain bookstore, a, f- a national bookstore. Well, why are you mad about it? Because I can't smoke weed all over the country. And Brittany Griner is going to fucking prison. Right. And we have all of this bullshit hypocrisy everywhere yet i'm allowed to go into barnes and noble and get some cheeky fucking cookbook with weed and they're allowed to say highly recommended and through all of that people are still going to goddamn prison and taxes are out the fucking asshole and ted cruz gets to smoke a cigar and like have his wife rub his feet like i hate all of it so goddamn much and it drives me fucking crazy and so i ended up like flipping the table over and i pushed all the books off and i said you're not gonna get me and I'm not allowed back, but I'm happy about it. And that's why you've been in hiding at my place for the last week? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, fucking hurt on all of it. You know, I just realized what I'm going to get you for Christmas. Brozac? Brozac and a bunch of weed books. <laughs> no, I was going to say an end to hypocrisy, but you know. Oh, please. If that were possible. Yeah, make a coupon so it's, I can you cash know, it in. No, I mean, fuck, fuck, fucking hurt on all of it. Yeah, it's so crazy. infuriating. We have a guest coming up who we have a project that we've worked all fucking year to make amazing. And I'm not going to say much more because I'll wait for the episode because we haven't recorded it yet. But what keeps coming back to us is like, ah, Toyota won't give us money. Or like, we could never put that on HBO Max. Meanwhile, there's some fucking book that is, you know... Yeah. Making money for some faceless corporation with the exception of Bong Appetit. Um well even that's vice. Well, I don't I don't know like, any of those I don't know any you, of man. those books that were on that table. My my I'm not mad at those books being available or people writing those books, but like yeah, I I see what you're talking about with the hypocrisy of Barnes and Noble making that a display with all of the things that you're talking about. Um yeah, I don't I you know, everyone should write a weed book if they have a weed book in them. There need to be more good weed books in my opinion. They're most of them are fucking stupid and hokey and you know, written by people who know nothing about weed, frankly. So yeah. again, Elise is like But what's the difference between writing a book about weed and making a podcast about weed? Any anything that has to do with weed. Like I don't like the like, well, th- this is okay but because we it's do a it. book. Right, but we also like smoke fucking weed and like do things to but make the world know. a better place. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think we're getting into like some sticky territory about like what the motivation is behind those people who wrote those books about weed or whatever. And like I, I, I think I can focus on the issue that it feels hypocritical to have a big shiny display at Barnes and Noble while people are suffering because of the consequences of the fucking drug war still. Yeah. F- full, fully hurt on that. What I should do is make a fake book cover. <laughs> And have it be called Crystal Meth for Beginners. You should. And then it should have a crock pot on it and a bunch of crystal meth sticking out of the crock pot and put that over a book and put that on the Barnes and Noble table and see what happens. I think that would be an awful thing to do because then that would be equating weed with crystal meth somehow. And that would be not great. But you are making me think of the – I think it would be a funny bit and maybe aside from that I'm just trying to make the point of like – 
like where's the line if this thing is like schedule one federally and it's like right. being equated to heroin then where's the i think where I see, are no, the no, books no. about that shit i see the point that you're trying to make i just think that if you actually did that that the right wingers would leap upon that as an opportunity to say that weed equals crystal meth and that's not the case and that's certainly not what you're trying to say I- imo Right. Right. Well, yes. Except I'm trying. Yeah. I uh, see. Do you this see is what I'm I, saying? Like, I, if a, if I was a right wing asshole and I walked into <laughs> or a right wing person and I walked into Barnes and Noble and I saw a table of books with weed on it and then there was one that said crystal meth, I am immediately going to use that as a talking point for my bad people who use drugs. Thing. You know what I mean? It's just not, I don't think it's going to work as a joke. I'm sorry to deconstruct your joke and make it not work. I'm going to be quiet about it now because you were mad and then you were funny. I don't need to talk. But but there's a but my angle but what you're also making me think of and I don't want to like go back on my like anger at this because I am yeah, angry about this. Sure. But what you're also saying is you could see this as a step forward in progress yeah. for um It's like Biden for the future. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like better than nothing. Right. Not ideal, but better than nothing. Maybe it'll make that, you know, grandma from Oklahoma's granddaughter be like, oh, look, if it's on this display at Barnes Noble, I can send it home to her and maybe she'll read it and understand me better as someone who likes weed or whatever. Okay, new joke pitch. Instead of putting <laughs> instead of putting that book, Crystal Meth Crock Pottery, mm-hmm. instead of putting that book in with the weed ones, you make a separate table of that says other drugs. That says other drugs. Great. And then you make that table yes. to prove the point. I think that's a very funny, good joke right? pitch. And yeah. I would work with you to make that happen as a joke. Yeah. Like crocheting <laughs> on heroin. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Meth crock pottery. Yeah. Yeah. LSD yoga. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's the other table next to it's that. It's all the other scheduled drugs. 100%. Great. I think that would be good. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay, cool. We got there. We did. <laughs> Um, we just have a couple more things to chat about before we wrap up uh, this episode. Um, I did want to just like slide in the moment the other night when we were going to order takeout. And I was like, I'd love to order um, Chinese. And then we were talking about dandan noodles. And I was like, oh, fuck, I don't think I can have them. I think they have peanuts in them because I've always wanted to try them. But the couple of times I have, I was like, oh. And uh, I think you just said to Siri, you were like, hey, Siri, do dandan noodles have peanuts in them? And the the result that Siri brought up was <laughs> Kevin Dundon <laughs> noodles. So whoever you are, Kevin Dundon, just please know that Siri, when asked about Dandan noodles, brings up your name. And you're like the first hit, like for the first three or four things that Siri brings up. And I guess fucking Google. Does Siri use Google? I don't even know how. Yeah, they, they probably mean she, Siri was like, eh, I probably mean Kevin. Yeah, you definitely mean Kevin Dundon, not the like... <laughs> Famed, oh, serious thinking right now. That's so funny. Uh, famed fucking, you know, delicious uh, noodle dish um, that does have peanuts in it, by the way, for anyone who's wondering about that. It does. Yes. And it's delicious. I would wish to eat them. So maybe I'll find a peanut free recipe of not Kevin Dundon, but. I just looked above. Do you want to know or Don not noodles. know? I definitely want to know who Kevin Dundon is. Is he like an Australian <laughs> football player or something? You're so close. He's a beloved Irish chef, chef out of Ireland. Oh. What are his noodles? Are they like... Dundun noodles. Dundun noodles. Okay. Is it an egg noodle? But the idea that an Irish chef, chef is more popular or than like of an, note. A famous fucking noodle dish that I'm sure has been around for decades, if not centuries. Yeah. So... Oh, next, like, yeah, next time we go to an Asian restaurant, we should just ask for the the, the Kevin noodles. Yeah. The, is know, that what you think we right. should do, Siri? Yeah. You have Kevin Dundon noodles here, right? <laughs> okay, we got to talk about burger stacking order as according to Apple and Google emojis. Okay. Big news. Big news. The stacking order on the burger on Apple emojis is different than the one on Google emojis. And only one of them, I think, is right. Yeah, the other one, I think, is gaslighting us. Yeah. Yeah, the Google one, correct? Yeah, so I'm just looking it up right now because it was a, a tweet that actually alerted us to this. It was Brian. We'll put this picture in the yeah. uh, thing. Yeah. I don't even know how to say his last name, but um, Brian Rommel. Uh, the hamburger emoji, a philosophic insight. And then he puts Apple above and Google. So the Apple uh, burger has what looks to me like a kind of okay stacking, although it's weird that the lettuce is under the bun or the meat. What's the order for the stack for an Apple emoji? The stack on the Apple emoji has... Um, it has meat and then, no, sorry, bun, lettuce, meat, cheese, tomato, bun. And that's what kicks up the lettuce is in a weird place because you wouldn't put hot meat on top of cold lettuce. 
Um, hmm. Well, okay. I, I have my own opinions, okay, but hold, keep going. Hold, hold on, though, because the Google, the psychos over at Google designed their fucking burger emoji to be bun, cheese, meat, tomato, lettuce bun. That's fucking nuts. The cheese is under the meat? Yeah. Under the fucking, the cheese on the bottom? What the fuck? Producer Mark's like, yeah, exactly. It's a fucking bunch of like, don't trust them over there. If you, mm-hmm. if you work with someone who's one of these Google engineers. Hey, maybe it's the people who created YoPlate with their goddamn fruit on the bottom. Oh. And then they were like, I know how to make a burger. Yeah, good, true. Idiots. Yeah. Well, I like fruit on the bottom in a yogurt, though. I'm not against that. My favorite yogurt brand is Elinos out of Seattle. They're fucking amazing. And you store in the fruit and that's something so good. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't agree with you on that. But I do think that, um, yeah, cheese on the bottom is insane. It is insane. Yeah. So what is the quintessential cheeseburger uh-huh. uh, hamburger order? The stack for me? Or the stack, yeah. Uh, it's bun, straight up burger. And then usually some kind of like other like if you're if you're having cheese the cheese and then I like to get like fried mushrooms or fried onions no, on no, there. No 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 no. no. Are you just Christ, asking me Mary what Jane. I want for dinner, Mike? Or what? yeah, uh, no, okay. I'm saying like of those ingredients: tomato, yeah. lettuce, cheese, burger, oh, buns. Okay. What is the order <laughs> that makes sense? Because both of those have problems. The Apple one has problems. And the Google one has The Apple one has lettuce on the bottom. That's a fucking no-go. And the Google one has cheese on the bottom. No-go. Fucking insane. So for me, it's just bun, meat, cheese, lettuce, tomato, bun. The lettuce and tomato go on the bottom of the meat No, dude, I'm going from bottom up. Oh, why are you going bottom up? That's so hard for me to put in my mind's eye. Oh, weird. That's exactly how I think of it. Holy shit. Whoa. Wow, we've been doing this podcast a long time. And that's like, you think... You think top down and I think bottom up? Yeah. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> That's crazy. So it's Okay, top down. <laughs> Hold on, here's Mark. Okay, Mark says bun. Are you going top down or bottom up? Oh no, he's oh, he it's drawn as is. Okay. So top down for Mark. Bun, lettuce, Tom Cruise burger bun. Got it. Wait, no, it's uh, tomato cheese, not Tom Cruise. But I like the shortening of it. That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want Tom Cruise on that? Yeah, I'll take a little cheese and tomato. Yeah, dope. Tom Cruise. <laughs> and that's the the layers that you go in. First Tom, then Cruise. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So okay. what about you from bottom up? Bottom up. Oh, this is so confusing. But bottom up, I'm bun, meat, cheese, lettuce, tomato, bun. Okay. Which I think is the same. No, he his is Oh, flipped. no, he is flipped. The tomato and lettuce are flipped. Got you. Which is why I disagree with Mark and agree with you. Okay. Whoever is listening to this just took another bong rip to get through this part because <laughs> it's the only way you're going to follow what are you the about? stacking order. Yeah. <laughs> um, see, the thing, Mark, about having it go lettuce, tomato is most of the time it is an iceberg lettuce and you need that lettuce to catch the juices of the tomato as you bite it. Otherwise, the tom- the juices of the tomato... Ah, but then the juice of the tomato soaks through the top bun, making it soggy. Holy yeah. shit. Holy shit. Now I'm rethinking my answer because I hate a soggy bun. You got to toast that bitch. You got to toast that bitch. Yeah. You do. You got to have a toasted bun. And we're not going to get into condiment sealants. We didn't, yeah, obviously. I'm obviously. sorry. <laughs> Mark is so funny. Yeah, we obviously, you didn't want to hear about my fried mushroom game. You didn't want to hear about my caramelized onions. We didn't talk about fucking bacon or gorgonzola or any of those add-ons. Right. It, this Pub is just, versus, just an emoji stack. This is, we're just talking emojis. I have to, fuck, do I go with Mark or do I go with you? Because I agree with the cheese meat bun bottom. Yeah. But the trickiness of a tomato or a lettuce being on top Normally, I'd say tomato, but it soaks through the bun, and I like how the juices catch in the lettuce, yeah. but if you put the lettuce on top like a roof, it kind of protects the whole thing. Right. <sighs> well, we'll have to get back to everyone after doing some in-person experiments with some stacking, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, what does everyone out there think? What's yeah. the proper burger stacking order? Yeah. If you, have a, if you have a bun, and you have a tomato, and you have a lettuce, and you have a cheese, and you have a meat, what is your order and why? Want to hear it. Hit us up at wg.weedandgrub.com. Yeah. Um, we have to wrap soon. So we have a couple of other topics that I would love to get to um, after after that. Was our was that our news segment? That whole thing was our news segment. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here we go. Um, hang on a second. <laughs> going to open up this note. Would love you to chime in about what we're going jumping on to. Oh, well, I'm sorry that I like 
shut down your gorgonzola and mushroom and actually how Absolutely you like a burger. Fine. No, you know I apologize no, because we I'm actually. It was our news story, and I was I was going haywire. I was I'm going a... crazy. <laughs> I was going off ranch or whatever you call it. What is it? Off the rails. Off the off road. Off road. Off the yeah where. Off yeah, ranch. Did rails. you say off ranch? Off ranch. Yeah. I like that. I don't know what I was talking about. Off ranch. Okay, we've got a couple more, but we really do have to wrap. So I know. Um, we have a potential creamed corner or a potential question. I think we can do one or the other. Well, do you want to call that burger situation our creamed corner? Because I have been on a burger tear recently. Yes. Or do you want to talk about the um, that list we saw of that one person's holiday? I think we should just give them a shout out real quick as okay. another part of, yeah, just like our food <laughs> area here on this podcast. That, um, yeah, fucking Kamel. So at Khalid El Khatib, no, sorry, at K Melkat on Twitter, who uh, his name is Khalid. He tweeted, my mom's annual home for the holidays email to me and my siblings just dropped an incredibly thorough, detail-rich look ahead at how it's possible for me to gain 15 pounds in one week. It's the sickest list I've ever seen in my life. It's, I am inviting myself to his house. It's fucking, it's gone super viral. Like everyone's loving this tweet because it's truly, if you haven't seen this, go and check it out. It it's, has 8,500 retweets, 5,000 comments, and 139 likes, 139,000 likes. Yeah, it's just a breakdown. Yeah, Sunday all the way through Christmas Day of every Every single thing that will be cooked, served, and enjoyed, including like traveling to other places to eat delicious things out and home. It's the menu like for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's like there are places for people to weigh in with their thoughts. It's so thoughtful. That that they bolded Mm -hmm. because that is still like an undecided meal. Yeah. So it's like we we have to like here on Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Khalid usually decides the menu. Let me know your thoughts. Ina's lasagna, deli sandwiches with potato cheese soup or other. Like... Wow, your mom is fucking so thoughtful and such a like planner. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love on Wednesday too. It says dinner out. Maybe we try pepper sprout or Morocco. Grandma can babysit. Yeah, like I, just every single thing taken care of. Um, also, big question: Are we talking about Ina Garten's lasagna, or is oh. there someone in the family named Ina who also has a delicious lasagna recipe? I'm guessing that's a barefoot contest, a classic, but good. Good question. Right? I'd like to know. I would like to know too because um, did we talk about engagement chicken on here? Uh, I don't know if we did. I don't think we did. So oh. let's like we'll cr- get into round that out another time. Corner oh. really quick by just saying <laughs> shout out to uh, Wanamaka, yes, friend of the show. Fuck yes. Um, who gave you a recipe? Right? Yeah. So we were uh, just DMing about roast chicken because we were like, it's cold, and I'm excited <laughs> to cook, and we're friends, you know. Who, I love who the do that idea kind of shit. Of like, <laughs> like. Who are you talking to? Yeah. Who is that a man? What's going on in your DMs? Just exchanging roast chicken recipes with a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember what we were initially talking about, but yeah, it was about like cold weather recipes. And uh, Jordan sent me Ina Garten's engagement chicken, so-called because it was the chicken that I think Jeffrey proposed to Ina after he ate that her her presentation of this delicious fucking chicken dish. And then also supposedly Meghan Markle made it for Harry. Oh, wow. And, uh, we all know, know what happened part. there. You know, they're fucking hitched as hell. So, yeah. And also, they got a $100 million uh, ne- Netflix contract oh, good. or something. Spotify, so. maybe? Yeah, something. Who knows? Either way, it's because of the chicken. They're fine. They have a lot of money because of a great chicken dish, but it's fucking delicious and it's really fucking simple. And it's uh, so fun to make something that feels a little fancy, but it's easy. And uh, yeah, I recommend we'll put a link to that recipe in the show notes. Okay. I also have a great picture of the chicken after it's cooked uh-huh. crispy skin lemon peels bubbling underneath it so we'll throw that on the ig as well a little easy gravy in there mm, mm, so mm, good mm, mm. it's really great oh, i think that's all we have time for this week do you want to get to our question and then do buds of the week i don't know if we have time why because i have to go you do yes Oh, yeah. You're look at you playing with your hands. Yeah. Okay. Understood. <laughs> we can cut that bit out. Okay. Well, we'll let's not cut that out. Let's just say we will answer this question. We got a bunch of questions on our IG. We will get to them. Um, I started yelling about Barnes and Noble for too long, and that's my <laughs> fault. So let's get to Buds of the Week and get you out of here. Well, we've got some great episodes coming up where you know we're just going to be hanging and yapping about all sorts of stuff. So we will be looking for questions to come in every week, I think, Yes. Um, in the new year. So please, if you have questions about 
anything you are thinking about, wondering about, you know, that you want us to give you advice about, it'll probably be weird, bad advice, but you know, that's always entertaining. Um, just write to us, wgweedandgrub.com. Our new questions segment will uh, debut in another episode because legitimately um, my friend Natalie is making me a coconut fish bake tonight. And if I don't get to there in time, I'll fuck up her baby's bedtime, which is something you never want to do because she's a perfect baby. And Natalie's a fucking awesome friend. So that's where I got to go. Okay. So is that your butt of the week as well? Natalie is also my butt of the week. Okay. Yes. Good job. And my butt of the week this week is Rodney uh, Gardner, who I met thanks to you and Natalie. He is a great comedian who we saw perform live. Follow him at the talented Mr. Gardner. And he is so talented. His bits so freaking solid and so good so if you're ever in la please come check him out and follow him at the talented mr gardner and he was on the main stage at ashland for like 10 years he's a, like a seasoned theater actor and you can also see him in a bunch of stuff on tv so he's definitely worth following absolutely yeah this is a great app and if you have a if you have a a a a, a name for our question segment mm -hmm. hit us up with that too because i'd rather not think about it and we'll mail you like a bunch of weed or something <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, we'll call it something like one of them rambled so long they never got to the question question. <laughs> Corner. <laughs> Corner kick. Corner kick. Sidebar. World Cup. <laughs> uh, thanks for hanging, Mike. This is really fun. I always love doing these uh, Just Us apps, So I do too. Let's do more of them. Let's do more of them. All right. Uh, leave a review. Follow us at W or email us wgaweedandgrub.com. Uh, our Instagram is at weed and grub. Um, more on that in the new year, actually. Yeah, there might be a little things. refresh. We'll see. Yeah. And um, also, if you're listening to this, come to my show at the Comedy Store, New Year's Eve, 8 p.m. It's going to be a banger. We're going to have a bunch of free weed. We're going to have a bunch of drinks. We're going to have a bunch of donuts. And we're going to have great freaking comedy. And then if you are in the San Francisco area at the end of January, come see us live as a part of San Francisco Sketch Fest. February 5th at 4 p.m. There you go. Yep. Bye, everyone. Bye.